There was at least there was at least six red flags that screamed. I didn't scale, even know that was not Yo, what's good? It's your boy SB. Damn, Sapri seven of six. Breeze us on Twitter. This is the committee podcast. Oh my God. At, at, and uh, at, at Marcus. I was thinking about that dog that got eaten by the alligator. Just, I have a lot of questions, but uh, hopefully your week went better than those uh, or puppers did. Uh, RIP, RIP to the puppers. This is Savage. What's his man? Uh, nothing much, just uh, living life as always. God bless. Okay, shout out to Kia and Akita for coming through the like, last week's episode. Oh shit, you know, it is what it is. Shout out to the lovely ladies who were on the sex package episode. If you haven't checked that out, definitely go back and check that out. Um, Adolphus definitely had a lot of inquiries uh, after some of the things he spoke about, you know hashtag power tops but you know go check the episode out you'll know you know what we're talking about but anywho this week we're gonna talk about a couple of things uh we've been wanting to talk about this whole debut album thing because twitter was going wild with the uh whole country grammar being better debut album than ludicrous is back for the first time and I don't even know how I randomly brought that up. It, it just kind of came, but uh, I know Marcus had a lot of takes. He wasn't available to give those takes last week, so I'm curious to what he has to say regarding the eight times platinum diamond album, Country Grammar versus Ludacris. Eleven times, eleven. Yeah, yeah. We were eight talking about we were talking about Country Grammar in the group chat, and y'all were just saying like, you know, it's one of the like one of the better albums or something like that, and I was just like. Is it better than Ludacris's debut album? And I don't, I don't think it is. I think Back for the First Time is far superior as a rap album. Because if you sure. go, I, I don't know what it says on um, title, but if you go on Apple Music and type in Country Grammar, it shows up under the pop section. It's a pop album according to Apple Music, and I don't, I don't go by that because there's a lot of uh, label mislabelings that goes on in Apple Music. But that's just something I noticed. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on country grammar. It's a very like simple sing songy type album. But that doesn't mean that it's not great. Like just because your songs are catchy and easy to learn and easy to sing doesn't make it a bad song. Like you should actually get more credit for that because the simplicity of it is what makes it catchy and makes it accessible to everybody. And I think that's why uh, Country Grammar is a more popular album than Back for the First Time, but if we're talking about rap, it's not on that level. Like, Nelly as a rapper has never been on the level of Ludacris, like, ever. It's just, it's not the same. They're not on the same, they're not on the same playing field. And the idea of, well, Nelly's album with Diamond, like, okay, it went diamond in 2016, you know, and if we're going to be honest, the reason why Country Grammar sold so many records is because white people got a hold of it and they just, they made it a thing. That's all that was. It has bigger singles. Okay, you know what? You've talked enough. Back for the first time is a far superior album. Okay, yeah, if you're just talking about rapping, what what is he talking about? Ludacris is a great rapper. 
he doesn't give you any substance as far as storytelling. He's not talking about anybody's struggle. He's a party rapper, and that's cool. He's good at what he's good at. The fact of the matter remains, these two albums came out four months apart. One album went eight times platinum within the year. The other one did two times platinum, and it ended up at three. That's a big difference. Even, even if you remember the times, I mean, Ludacris had some big hits on, on the album. No disrespect to Ludacris. I think Ludacris may be one of the most underrated rappers ever, just from what he can do from bar to bar as a diss rapper. Even when he did that Runaway Love song, he, he's he's a great artist. Nelly had a way better album. Like I, I would stack that up against anything Ludacris has ever done, like as a... It, Complete album because to me, Ludacris' best work was the first two albums. Everything after that was fluff, kind of the same with Nelly. But Crunchy Grandma was a great album with that was working with a lot less. Like to me, Ludacris came out as Rocky Balboa, Nelly came out as Clubber Lang. He had a bunch of no names as producers, a bunch of niggas in masks from an unknown part of America. Most people don't even know where St. Louis is truly located. It's like two versions of St. Louis or something stupid. But he came out with nothing and was able to give you that many times platinum of an album. Now I understand, yeah, the white people, they took a hold of it a little bit. He had some more catchier songs. But the thing that I don't like is you're disrespecting that album by saying some of the songs didn't hold up. That's what you said via the chat. But there's like at least 10 to 12 of the total amount of songs, which is like 16, that bang, in my opinion. Now, go ahead and go further, sir. I will, I'll, I'll give you this. The the last song, the Loving Me song, like, Ludacris doesn't have something like that. On, yeah, that, that, I, that, that caught my ear after rebranding. I'm like, oh, this, yeah. this shit is actually kind of like, what is, I don't remember this. This shit is actually good for a non-single song on an album to close yeah. the album out. I was like, all right. That's a point. That's a that point. Was, that was a solid That's tally. You know what I'm saying? That's a solid closer, but I'm also not going to, I'm not going to discredit Ludacris because he was able to get better producers for his album. I'm not going to give Nelly more props for making better songs quote-unquote better, like, for selling more records with worse producers. Like, I'm not, that's not fair to do, because it's just like, well, why are we going to discredit Snoop Dogg for his debut album? Because he had nothing but Dr. Dre beats. You know what I'm saying? Like, are we going to discredit Nas? He had, like, DJ Premier and all these other great producers on his debut. Jay-Z had Biggie Smalls on his debut. Like, I'm not going to discredit Ludacris because he was able to get Pharrell and Timbaland and organized noise on his debut album. That's I don't think that's a a fair criticism of that album. Well, that's that's <clears throat> I can't. What I was trying to on the episode we didn't release yet. My points were <clears throat> you have you have to give him credit for that. Like using the Dr. Dre and DJ Premier analogies aren't really fair because those are like regional producers in that area. <clears throat> What do you mean? That's yeah, also that's also Dr. regional. Doctor, but Doctor, that's no, that's not re like you can say that for Snoop Dogg because Doctor Dre, like the West Coast, wasn't really it, it hadn't really taken over. It was still more of an East West thing back then. When the game, by the time the game got here, we knew what it was. There was no like, oh, we don't fuck with the, the West because they're from California. At that point, okay, well, I stick with the first two you said. Like that's kind of regional. Like again. Getting Pharrell on your album is different, right? And I'm not what I, for that. 
get the best, make I'm the not, best team he can. And that's I'm what not, he did. I, I'm not going to discredit him that, for that either, but I'm going to give him all things that are fair. All things that are fair, I'm going to have to give him credit for making the album that popular and that great with a bunch of no-name guys. You know what I'm saying? And my argument to that is like, hey, now, hmm, back for the first time, sonically does sound better, but it should because you have Pharrell's, you have organized noises, you have UGKs. You know what I'm saying? So it should sound better. You have Timberland. It should sound better sonically. Country grammar does sound a bit dated, but the singles, like "Ride with Me," I believe is like a timeless single. Like that, that, that still goes. It, to this. Okay, so I went when when I listen to the singles, when I listen to "Ride with Me" and "Country Grammar," it's mostly it's the hooks that get me. I love the hooks. Everything else between the hooks is just like, all right, get get to the hook. Like you can stop rapping now. Even "Batter Up," like all the songs, I'm just there for the hooks. That's essentially what I'm there. Like, I don't, I'm not here for the raps because the raps ain't really doing it for me. With Ludacris, he was like, because he was doing crunk, quote unquote, crunk music, but there were bars to go with that. And there were clever lines and it was funny and they were still hard hitting. And they still like kept you engaged. When Nelly and the St. Lunatic started rapping, I kind of checked out. Once they got back to the course, I'm back in it. With Ludacris's album, it wasn't like that. And you got to understand he has like, UGK on there, and he's still Ludacris never was like drawn, like drowned out. He had beats by Pharrell and Timbaland and Organized Noise, and he still was able to shine on those records. He had UGK and Pastor Troy, which back then that's a big deal, and he still shined on those records. He wasn't overshadowed by anybody. He wasn't overshadowed by the beats. He wasn't overshadowed by the features. Nelly, I'm not saying he didn't rise to the occasion, but the bars weren't as good as the courses. He makes great hooks. The courses are amazing. He's like the rap T-Pain. Like, he can do that. But everything in between that, like, I'm just well, like, I'm like another verse? Another one? You got another yeah, verse? You're, like, Jesus. You're, again, we're, we didn't say which album was the best rapidly rap bars album. Just the better debut album. Like, you can't act like this is the better one. You can't act like the purpose of the music industry is not to sell records. It is. That is the that is the purpose. But when it comes because because when it comes down, we can't discredit. We can't discredit when we talk about the best debut albums. Like Jay, Reasonable Doubt didn't go platinum. It didn't. Still, Matter. I think went platinum. Maybe like years later, but there are so many better debut albums than Country Grammar that didn't do the the numbers that Country Grammar did. And no well, that's one because say, like a lot of them, like no for instance, would say, the album, would say is that no one would say the Jay Z album. It was a it was a great album. It was slept on. Jay Z wasn't that hot of an, an artist coming straight out the gates. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff with him uh, allegedly copying Biggie Small style, different stuff like that. And to me, with the Jay Z album, it was always it, was, it to me it always felt like. When people went back after he blew up and then pulled it back, they're like, oh, shit, he was actually snapping on this. Nas, when he came out the gate, we knew that was a classic album. I want to say, and don't quote me, I think that one did a couple times plat, like during the time, because that was, you know, widely considered one of the greatest albums, debut or not, of all time. Some of the people that you named in that chat, though, like Port of Miami, my nigga. Port of Miami. 
That was not a good debut. I'm not saying I'm not saying it was almost enough to make me not fool with Rawls. I'm not I'm not saying it's better than country grammar, but I'm not saying that it can't be in that discussion. Well, let's imagine and this is what I was, I was trying to say, like let's imagine if Nelly had the production that Ludacris had. And again, Ludacris also got to have a mulligan because he essentially got to make his first album twice. You know I think that, and, that, and I feel like that probably hurt his sales too. Because if you had Incognito, like, are you going to buy it again? Because this isn't like you can't stream it. You have to go buy well, it. But he was selling albums out the trunk. So it wasn't like distributed across the country like his debut album was. It didn't have the same backing behind it. I think that helped him get to that point. But I, I just I just don't think we should discredit the man for, you know. Well, my thing is, I feel like if you, give, if you give Nelly some of those beats, I don't think he's able to rap on those beats. We're not saying the beats per se, the production, just the people the in the room. <clears throat> yeah, just say, hey, you know what? We should go this direction with the song, or hey, we should run this track different and change this baseline, or just make the shit sound cleaner because it does sound dated. I'm not going to lie. A lot of the non single tracks sound very dated, but again, you have a dude people that we've never heard of versus ludicrous who have who have producers that are still mainstays in the game to this day god knows whoever produced country grammar is he might be dead for all we know you know what i'm saying so i i gotta that's kind of gotta give him credit for that atlanta's also a city known for musicians and artists and very popular st louis was not that's almost like a rapper from jacksonville coming out the gate going diamond that nobody's ever heard of you know what i'm saying that's got to count for something i mean it, it does count for something but i'm not going to put it above an album that it's not better than because it sold more records. Like, yeah, you sold more records. Yeah, you went diamond, but Kid Rock went diamond too. The Backstreet Boys have gone diamond three times. Like, I don't care how many records you sold. At the end of the day, it's about the music at some point. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, but see, I think you're confusing music and lyrical content. We're not, I'm not saying Nelly was out here dropping bars, but the music was still good. The music was fine, but I'm not going to elevate it because it sold so many records. Like, just because you won Diamond doesn't make your album better than Ludacris' debut album. It doesn't make does it make it better than Thug Motivation 101 because that didn't do hella numbers. That didn't go Diamond. Is it better than Lil' Kim's debut album? That didn't go Diamond. Is it better than Outkast's debut album? Eminem's, Kanye West, like there's so many other artists that have better debut albums that didn't sell, that haven't gone diamond to this day. So I'm not gonna give, I'm not gonna just put Nelly on this pedestal because he went diamond. Like no, bro, it's, it's very rare for rappers even achieve they, that they, status they alone. <laughs> like, like, if we're just being honest with, I mean, look at, I, I don't, once again, I don't know the Slim Shady LPs. Uh, exact numbers. I know the Marshall Mathers LP went diamond. Um, but once again, he's coming out the gate. He's a white rapper appealing to white people. You got Dr. Dre behind him, yeah, excellent no, beats. And I still don't think that uh, I, I never run the Slim Shady LP like that. Shit is not for me. Um, Little Kim, that was a little bit before my time, I wasn't really into it. Like I said, to me, if you're talking about a rapper going diamond that holds weight like that that's a lot that's something that's not easy i challenge people to i want to know what all rap albums have gone diamond debut or not i know love below and uh speaker box went diamond and i believe matt uh, marshall marshall mathers lp went diamond in this one yeah it did and then of course 50 went diamond we'll get richard that trying I don't, I don't if he didn't go diamond, I know he did eight. 
Yeah, it's close, but I don't. I don't think he did because I, I looked at Kid Rock as the other rapper that went down. Well, like well, you, know, you want to categorize him as a rapper? I, mean, I, I, I ran back Fifty Cent this week, and my only my only thought with that is, I think absent of his story, I'm I'm not sure he's doing those type of numbers to be honest. So, I think that's a, a huge part of you know him kind of popping off out the gate like that because the whole being shot nine times thing. I, was, I mean, it's a, it's a great album, but. I'm just like, yeah, you know, if you're not talking all this gangster shit, like, I'm, I'm not sure if if you are what you are. And also, we kind of gave him a pass because, like, he was slandering Ja Rule for, you know, singing. It sounded like the Cookie Monster. But then, like, three tracks later, he does, like, 21 questions. I'm like, yep. Like, how do we let how do we let this slide? Like, we're I guess because we didn't have Twitter and think pieces and all that shit. But I'm like, you're literally clowning him for something that is one of your probably one of your better known well-known singles for and we let it ride we just we just gave him a pass for that but i mean if if numbers is that big of the pie then like i said we gotta start you guys i'm not i'm not saying they are i'm just what saying is, you, you have to give them coming back, we keep coming back to that it's always about well, you i actually got the list of rappers that went diamond so you got mc hammer please hammer don't hurt him the tupac greatest hits of course Eminem, the Eminem show, which Oof. I thought was terrible. Yikes. Uh, Life After Death, Marshall Mathers, All Eyes on Me, and Outcast Speaker Box, The Love Below. That's all they've done it. I mean, it I wonder why Nelly isn't on this list. I guess because it was so late. Because, I mean, it, it took that little resurgence to probably finally get him there. But, like I said, it it's only a handful of rap albums that have even done it. I don't know how the Eminem show, like I said, I, I had that album. You know how they did that. I'm just saying, like, if we're going to start bringing up, like, well, what did it sell? It did crazy numbers. Again, you're the one that's fixed. I'm not I'm not fixated on that. I'm just saying, we're, I'm not going to take credit away from him. You keep bringing it up. We got to give him credit for it. We got to give him credit for going diamond. So let's start giving Drake credit for going platinum in two hours. Let's start, let's start giving Nicki Minaj credit for going. Multiple times. Okay, but this is a completely pre-streaming albums. We're talking about pre-streaming era albums because Drake's first album was pre-streaming and it only went platinum, barely. Nicki Minaj's first album was like right at the cusp of streaming. It wasn't like streaming like it is now. So that's pre-streaming. Like you still had to go. Like I, I, I bought that out. I still have that physical album. Yeah, and again, kind of with the streaming thing, it's like quarterbacks in the passing era. You have to kind of look at the numbers a little bit different because again, you have people like Kirk Cousins that throw for four thousand, five thousand yards now. When back in the yesteryear, that was like an achievement. These days, it's kind of everyday, you know, everyday business. But I mean. Ugh. It's one of those things. Is like, hey, you know, everybody has their their personal preference, but yeah, yeah ludicrous sounds like. Eh. Now, word of mouth, that's a different discussion. Back for the first time, eh, it, it's cool. Yeah. But it it should have yeah. sounded better. Eh. It's it's still. You just said it sounds better today than Nelly's album does. It's still no, no, I, yeah because of the production and the rap <laughs> and the skits. Like everything goes with it. Everything works on that album. There's no like. I don't think there's really any skips on it. On, on Country Grammar, I feel like there's some skips. Uh, okay, so are you saying that Back for the First Time is a classic album, in your opinion? I would I say. Skip, 
I would say no. That's a no. It's really good, but I'm not going to call it a classic. But I wouldn't call Country okay. Jammer a classic either. That, that's all I need to know. I mean, for uh, yeah, that's there is definitely skips on. I got the like I got the track list up for back the first time. There's definitely skips on that album. Okay, and there's now, word of mouth is a different there's, conversation because I thought that was a really good album too. I'm not, but I didn't say there was no skips on it. You you said there were no skips on Ludacris, which is there's not. Oh, so you listened to the What's Your Fantasy remix with Trina? Yes. I, yeah, oh, actually, I'm glad, no, no, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Ludacris was ahead of his time. Ludacris might actually be the first feminist rapper because back in those days, like, you know how hard it is in 2020 to get, like, multiple female rappers on an out on a song to to to, to push that? And for him to be like, you know what? I'm gonna get three, or I'm gonna get two well-known female rappers and Foxy Brown and Trina, and an up-and-coming female rapper and Shauna, and get them on a remix of my song, and I'm not gonna put a verse on there. You know how hard that would be to like sell to the label, and he got that on there. So when it comes to like this like whole pushing women rappers forward, Ludacris was low-key at the forefront of that because he also had a feature with like uh, Nicki Minaj and Trina and, and someone else like a few years later. And then with the whole song, he's out there like, you know, you know how the slut walk was a thing where it's like, oh, embrace your sexuality and all this stuff. Ludacris did it first with Ho. He did it first. So let's start, giving Ludacris, let's start giving Ludacris his credit. Or that was just a marketing scheme because. A marketing I mean, scheme for what? No one was listening have, to female rappers have, back then? Have, okay. So Trina was, Trina was a popular back in. Hold no, on. in Miami, maybe in the South, maybe global. Like in the, come on, guys, really? It's a southern album, really? Like, that makes sense. We're, so we're saying that fe- people were checking for female rappers in two thousand one. Like that's what they wanted to hear on their albums, on their records. Like, come on, they barely want to hear it now. Don't tell me they want to hear it back then. They barely wanted to hear southern rappers back then, but they want to hear women rap. Get out of here. They're two le- legendary fe- female rappers, but okay. and Ho is, and was Ho even really a single? Because it, I, it's not. A, it wasn't a single per se, but it's a big song. Because it wasn't. A, it was. Well, it was a single. It just didn't have a. It did have a music video too. Yeah, it's a single. Yeah, I, a I'm taking. I'm probably taking all of Nelly's singles over all of Ludacris's first singles, but it is what it is. It's if we're gonna go single for single, then. Okay, I'll give you Nelly, but if we're gonna go song for song and body of work, I'm going. Ludacris. I wasn't. I wasn't going that. And it's crazy. I think the poll I did, everybody picked Ludacris' singles, with the exception of I think uh, Ride with Me. I was like, but then they picked Country Grammar over back for the first time. I was like, somebody's lying. Like somebody's not being honest here. But anywho, let us know what you think. Like we we kind of talked about this. A couple people on the timeline were chiming on this topic, so. Uh, we'll kind of wrap that up because I'm very tired of talking about these two albums. Um, <clears throat> just staying with music, I kind of talked about on Twitter, kind of going back to that same point. And KJ and Pratt kind of got at me because somehow Drake came up and uh, they were talking about singles being pushed. And I was like, yo, man, like more life wasn't even popping like that. The singles weren't great. <laughs> and somebody was like, oh, passion fruit. I'm like, man, Passion Fruit did not pop off like I think they expected it to. And I ran the album back today and I listened to it and I feel like the intro was a bit of self-sabotage. Like, I think it sounded cool, like in the studio when they did it, but just listen to it now, it sounds very corny and a bit forced. 
but I mean, it's it's a wavy song, but it didn't it didn't do numbers like I thought it would. And uh, <clears throat> Pratt posed a question like, "Hey, would you pick Thank Me Later or More Life?" And I think after listening to Thank Me Later, I honestly would have to go with. Uh, I'm sorry, I listened to More Life early. I go with Thank Me Later just because, just off the strength of the singles that I just liked them more. Like More Life seemed like it had a lot of fluff in it, and then it was a bit too international for me, if that makes sense. Like it was a lot going on with the British folks and just all talking about. I don't know. That shit was wild. It, it's it's cool, but I'm about to go with the uh, Thank Me Later, even though I really don't care for that uh that Drake album. But you know, it's got some joints on there. It's it's pretty bad that you have to go with Thank Me Later. <laughs> I, I I listened to Drake's interview with uh who the fuck? Oh man, um the guys from Title, uh Rat Radar. And 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 he didn't specifically like outright say it, but in many words, he was just kind of like he didn't like that album. He didn't like his debut album because he felt like it was the label forced some of the features on him. It was a it was a label album because Drake is an up and coming artist. People don't really know him. He's from Toronto. He's a TV show guy. How do we get people to listen to it? Okay, let's throw Alicia Keys on there. Let's throw T.I. on there. Let's throw Dream. Let's throw Jeezy. Let's throw Jay-Z. Let's throw Lil Wayne. They put in all these features on this album. And he said he didn't really like it because it wasn't really him. He didn't really feel like he got a, a chance to really show who he was. And looking at the track list and then looking at the track list for More Life, I'd probably still take care. Take care. Like, Take Care is not that good, but More Life? Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> and I was ready to be like, hey, you know what? Let me keep that same energy. Like, let me, let me not be a, a hype beast. But I was like, yeah, there's a lot of songs on More Life. I'm just like... I'm, it made me question if I even ever listened to the album, to be honest. I, mean, I was I'm, like, Bro, I don't remember none of these songs. I'm going like, to go back and listen to it because I'm looking at some of these names. I'm like, I don't know what any of these songs sound like. I like I like Passion. Yeah. I like um, Nothings and the Somethings, I think. I think I like that one. But I'm gonna, I'm going to listen to it again just to maybe kind of get a refresh because I haven't listened. I've listened to Take Care more recently than this. But yeah, I, I'm willing to admit it's not good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even know what to pick on this. I actually uh, purchased "Thank Me Later" and I I gave it away. Um, wow! To this girl, like it just it wasn't hidden on nothing to me. Like it was okay. Uh, "More Life" is probably the Nelly album that I listened to the least. Nelly album, huh? It, I mean, shit. I'm sorry, <laughs> Drake Drake project that I listened to the least because I just I don't know. It has like the songs that are great on it are pretty good. I mean, with the features or whatnot and some of the beats. And I mean, he's definitely a better artist now than he was then, but it's loaded with skippable tracks. It, it's just a, it's a fucking throwaway. It's like the care package reloaded, like mm. just not very good to me. I guess if I was forced, I would go with more life. I don't know. I just really didn't like thank me later. Like he didn't like it either. I don't know. I feel I don't know if he's saying that in retrospect because it didn't do well, or is he being honest with himself? Because it's easy to say you don't like something that doesn't pop. You know I, feel what like it, I feel like it did, it did pretty good numbers. I just don't. I just think that he doesn't think that that's him looking back on it. Like hmm. this doesn't sound good. And it was during that hashtag flow era, and that's just that's all. Every time I hear that stuff, I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Drake had a couple problematic. I think R. Kelly references on more life, but you know. It is what it is. Nelly definitely had a uh, 
and we need to do an episode on this one day or make a list on all the all the rappers that did Trump references because Nelly oh, definitely yeah. has a Trump reference on. Yes, he does on his single. On I think it's yeah. on Country Grammar. I was like, Jeezy does too. Yeah, and Donald Trump know. in a white tee and white wands. Jay Z's got one. Jay Z has more than one. Jay Z has quite a few. That man said I got a, ta- uh, a what a sweet and Trump only slept in once. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That is. You know, you know, this is a racist podcast, but you know, we have a, we may or may not have a uh, racist person run the country. You know, that's that's depending on how you look at it. But we need to do that list because I, I do hate it for whatever reason. I hate to have to put my stand hat on for Kanye West, but he seems just to be the whipping boy for for forty five because it's man put out a hat. He says some wild things while you know clearly being on medication. And it's like, hey, you know what? Shit's quiet right now. We need some retweets. We need a story. Let's talk about Kanye West and the MAGA hat. Oh, my God. Canceled. You know, this dude's trash. Mind you, a week prior, they're like, hey, who would win a beat battle? Kanye West or Pharrell? It's like, come on, man. We, we can't act like, and I've said this before, we can't act like 45 wasn't a terrible person before he was in the White House. Just because y'all didn't know about it doesn't mean that changes. Literally all of your favorite rappers have referenced 45 in a, in a, in a bar <clears throat> from Jay-Z to Rick Ross to Nelly. All of them done it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm, it's just getting old seeing these stories. So I guess there's a, a recent story about uh, Kanye saying he's still going to vote for Trump. And he gave the reason, which for a rich person, that does make sense because it involved real estate. I mean, he lives a different life than me. There's clearly stupider people and broker people voting for him for less reasons, for reasons that will not benefit, benefit, benefit them at all. Reasons that will actually hurt them. So at least he has a a clear cut reason why he's doing it. And also, if you're going to rappers and entertainers for political takes, that is a you problem. That's it. They're here for music. They're here for entertainment. As far as politics, I, I could care less what they have to say. Yeah, I don't care who you vote for. If you make good music, like, what can I say? <laughs> like, college dropout still goes. Like, late registration still goes. Vote yes. for whoever you want to. <laughs> Yeeza still goes. I ran that back this week. I hate all the fake Yeeza slander, but, you know, since we're on uh, racism, <laughs> I'm sure everybody saw the, the young uh, Caucasian goddess Steph Freeman on Snapchat with her boyfriend. And they were making a video, TikTok, the same fucking thing, <laughs> making a video of, uh, you know, uh, how how our Lord and Savior on this Christian value-based podcast created niggers. <laughs> so essentially they said they poured in, they took, a, they took a piece of paper and put it in the sink. They got a cup. Every time they lift up a cup, there was clearly some derogatory uh, slang or stereotype about black people. And they're like, oh, no dad. <laughs> Robs people. Just some wild stuff. Eats watermelon chicken. The watermelon chicken thing, it has to stop. Like, that's just like the laziest, like racist propaganda of all time. Like, like Dave Chappelle said, who doesn't like fried chicken? Like, I think if you don't like fried chicken, there's something wrong with you. Watermelon, eh, not a big fan of it. Like, it, it is what it is. But so I guess the agreement her and her boyfriend had was to keep that video private. And again, the purpose of TikTok is to try to go viral. Uh, what is Adolphus doing? Anyways, the, the purpose of TikTok is to go viral. So why would you make a private 
video that's so offensive. But anywho, Adolphus, you're muted. I don't know if you're talking. <laughs> I'm very careful. Let me unmute him. <laughs> okay, I don't know what Adolphus is doing. But anywho, <clears throat> yeah, so I guess he put out the video, and of course, people saw it, and they did what they did. They contacted her high school. Uh, her and her boyfriend were expelled and will not be allowed to graduate. <clears throat> How you get expelled during a pandemic? Like, how, like, goddamn! Like, everything is closed. You can't. Like, you okay? Now you can't come back to school. Whatever. School's like pretty much canceled for the rest of the year, and you get expelled during this time. Are you crazy? Are you hashtag, crazy? Hashtag Corona Madness. Yes. So here, here was her apology. She said, "I want to apologize for the abhorrent video I posted. I know in my heart how wrong it was. My boyfriend is racist, and he slowly normalizes racism on me." Still, I should never have let him. I believe blacks are humans too. <laughs> Made in the image of Christ. Oh, my bad. I have disappointed God and I want to apologize. Please don't contact my college. It's my future, but <laughs> one mistake should not ruin my life. Also, please stop with the death threats again. I sincerely, I apologize sincerely, Steph. Don't yeah. contact my college. You're going to ruin my life. What? Hey, they don't want that smoke. That's what that is. He normal he normalized his racism on me. How is that? But like was he sprinkling a little racism in your coffee in the morning or what? Like it just infected you? Get out of here, Karen. <laughs> stupid. And, and then, here's the thing, man. Like, she was like, don't let this she said, don't let this one mistake ruin my life. Is that what she said? Yeah. Yo, this this mistake that had edits. Cuts. This thing had to be produced. Like yeah. it wasn't like a fucking. It's not like you were on fucking live, Instagram live, and you're listening to some rap music and you say the n word while you're listening to it. That's a. I almost give you that as an explanation. Like, oh, that was an accent. Y'all had to record this, practice it, write it down, put it on your computer, edit it, put music or whatever to it. That's not a mistake. That's a full fledged production. And you want to talk about a must a, a mistake? Ruining your life, I and I'm, we're, we're not gonna go down this path, but we know how do you know how many like young black kids make actual mistakes and lose their lives over mistakes? And you want to cry about this, like Karen, Karen, shut the fuck up, take yeah. the smoke, deal with the smoke. You wanted the smoke, you got the smoke. This is what comes with it. You'll be fine, you'll get into whatever Ivy League college you're gonna go to because they don't care about that, they'll look the other way. Karen. Yeah, or she'll go work at like Hooters or something like that. I don't know. She looks like she's not, she's not working at Hooters. I'll tell you that. She ain't working at uh, no, no, I heard the talent at Hooters these days isn't <laughs> really what it Hooters of now is is what Red Lobster is now. Like Red Lobster actually used to be like a considered fine dining, and now it's just like, eh, you know, we get this two for In 20. The black community is still kind of, I mean, Beyonce had that little reference, you know. Hey, look, look. look. Y'all got Charles MAGA checks. Explore some new things. Save that MAGA check and go get you some real seafood, bro. Red Lobster is not it. <laughs> it's not it. And speaking of MAGA checks, why are people getting caught up in Ponzi schemes during the quarantine? It is, losing- 2020. <laughs> it is 2020. Everybody has the internet, man. How are we still falling for Ponzi? How are we still falling for pyramid schemes? Like, come on. That that to me further illustrates how bad America as a whole is with money. Like it, 
All right. You gonna tell so, me, you gonna turn my twelve hundred dollars into three into thirty thousand dollars? Get the fuck out of here, man. All right. So this is how it went. This is how it works. Basically, you cash up the person in the middle of the wheel one hundred dollars and get added to the wheel. When eight people fill up their outer ring of the wheel, the person in the middle gets eight hundred dollars because eight people sent them one hundred dollars. Then the wheel splits up and a new person gets the middle, and the cycle continues until you're in the middle and getting eight hundred dollars. It takes you three circles to get to the middle, but you only pay one hundred dollars once. Don't think you won't get your money <laughs> because the people under you already put money in, so they're going to make money. They're going to make sure that you get to the middle also. Everyone gets paid because everyone wants to get in the middle and everyone will as long as we keep getting people to sign up. Red flag. Not a scam. Another red flag. Just, yeah, an, easy big, way to make, flag. just, a, just an easy way for people to make some extra money. Another red flag. Star, 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 star. It's not a pyramid scheme. Another red flag. Once you're in the middle, you get your 800. You're out and you have $100 to re-enter. There was at least there was at least six red flags that screamed. I didn't scam, even know that was not real. If in there, if the, if in the advertisement it says it's not a red flag, it's not a scheme. Scam. It's a scheme. If they say it's not Every a, time. it's a. And period. Be, I seen somebody get beat out of like tw- the whole twelve hundred. I'm like, God, what the fuck is wrong with you? If you out here losing your whole stimulus check, trying to make. Twelve hundred in the four thousand. Like, just take it. Oh my god, I just I can't with niggas sometimes. Like, it's, it's <laughs> we're too deep in the game to be this kind of like you got your twelve hundred dollars and you're still trying to flip it. It's just like your drug dealer boyfriend came through. He's gonna buy that box Chevy and he is gonna flip some weed and get that money back and it just does not work i never understood that like anytime i'm talking about and for some reason it has been like a rash of new people in my dms that are like hey we know them checks coming out look you give me one thousand i'll bring you back fifty five hundred and i'm like you know what i work for the dallas pd or hey i work for (laughs) jacksonville's sheriff's sheriff's office or just whatever and then i immediately get blocked like I just I don't understand the scams. Like, why are we still falling for scams in 2020 during the coronavirus? It's a pandemic. Read, please. This is this is what all the uh, forex guys came up when they disappeared. Like, you know, we got to find another way to get this money. They're getting these checks soon. We're gonna come out with this scheme, and we're gonna get all their monies. I, I saw another video on uh, Twitter, and I'm just gonna assume it was her uh, her maggot check or whatever. But this this lady was looked like she's making a TikTok video, like you know, spreading her money out and singing and shit. And all you see is two hands reaching the window and take all her money. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Like, hey man, he hit a lick. He hit a lick. Mm-hmm. And, and shout out for uh, shout out to all the sneaker companies. Which again, one thing that thoroughly pisses me off is like we're in a pandemic. People don't have jobs, but every sneaker that drops that I want to get somehow still sell out. You know what I'm saying? I'm very confused. But conveniently, conveniently, right around people started getting them checks, a lot of sneakers started coming out. A oh, lot yeah. of sneakers started getting restocked. <laughs> like, you know, they trying to get that money. <laughs> it's an evil world we live in, man. Like, I'm like, damn, dog. Like, and there's cats that will let the lights get cut off in the new sixes, dog. Like, it is what it is. Like, people out here making, <laughs> making wild decisions over sneakers and shit, man. Like, 
this would have been the perfect time to drop the PS5 and the, the new Xbox because them shits would have sold out. Immediately. Immediately. I mean, it is what it is. But, you know, shout out to the people out here getting scammed and shout out to the scammers. If you could pull the scam off, then God bless. If like, you're pulling off scams in the age of the internet, man, like, you know how they say, like, drug dealers, if they were born into, like, a different family or had different upbringing, would be, like, multi-billionaires and moguls and businessmen that's the same thing with like scammers in the age of the internet if you're able to successfully scam somebody that has google at their fingertips you could probably be the president if you wanted to because jesus christ just because just because you replaced the pyramid with a wheel doesn't make it less of a pyramid scheme it's the same thing and i'm talking about it it is just it's, it's been running wild with the schemes it doesn't make sense I mean, and I once on, I believe, one of our Black, the Fu- uh, Black to the Future podcast had kind of let it be known. Like, I'm like, all you have to really do to confuse these people, you can go to Amazon. You can order $10,000 in movie money that looks exactly like your real blue face hundreds. The only thing is it says not for use on blah, blah, blah on the back. You, you do the thing where you roll the money down your sleeves or you flash it in your face or stand by somebody else's Mercedes and people will just believe it. Like, shoot, you know, this person has a Mercedes. They have $10,000 and hundreds, you know, shoot, they're balling. They know what they're talking about and they'll give you the keys to whatever and not even care. And then the thing is like, you know, I work in the financial sector. When you cash up these people, you're not getting your money back. Like at all, you're not gonna get your because Cash App is bulletproof. They're gonna say, "Look, it ain't fraud. We can't get it back. You agreed to send this money to this person. That's on you, Playboy." So, because it does ask you, it would be like, "Hey, you've never sent money to this person. They're not in your context. Do you still agree to send it?" And you are saying, "Yes, I will." Yeah, and that money is gone. <laughs> that money is gone. Oh my god, people really out here getting finesse, man. It's, 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 it's entertaining to me. It's, it's entertaining to me. Like, again, read some books, you know, people do. So people are at this time kind of slandering, like, you know, LLC, LLC, Twitter. Um, We have the same 24 hours, Twitter. Um, You should learn a new skill. Once the quarantine's over Twitter, those type of people like self-righteous people who, you know, think they're like financially, financial gurus and stuff like this. But what I will say is that there is time for you to read a book or two. You know what I'm saying? If you have time to get finesse in the pyramid scheme, you could actually read a book of like, hey, what is the best way to help grow my money or improve my financial situation instead of some get rich quick schemes that I feel like in the back of your head, you know they're not going to work. Because Mm -hmm. if if it was that easy, why haven't we been doing this all the time? You know what I'm saying? Like conveniently once free money shows up actually not free money because i think that money comes out of your tax return next year from what i was reading no they said they said it doesn't i don't know well then somebody's out here putting out false information but but regardless so to kind of tie up the 1200 thing i think steve munchen munchak one of them dudes in uh in legislation said that um he said that that twelve hundred dollars should last you twelve weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and I'm not even making this up. He had a whole article about it. I was like, like nigga, how is that twelve hundred dollars gonna last us twelve weeks? Like, come on, that shit was gone the next day. Let's just be honest. Hey man, if you know how to flip them packs, <clears throat> you know, listen to that latest Young Jeezy album. You could stretch that twelve hundred for twelve weeks, but my thing know. is, if he thinks he can stretch that twelve hundred for ten weeks, I want to see him do it. Go ahead and yeah. do it. <clears throat> if it's possible, go ahead and do it. Show us, lead the way, bro. Lead the way. Show, show your work. They're like, yeah, that'd be a great reality TV show to watch him and his wife uh, survive yeah. off the 1200. He's piece. got like five houses or something like that. Yeah, go ahead. Try it. Do it. Like Let's I see. said, that 1200 on a lot of households is already gone. So it's cool. not going to last for 12 weeks unless you're talking about being ramen noodle and PBJ King around here living yeah. in the projects. I'm saying, especially if you got like if you're married and you got kids, you got you got a little bit extra. Hey man, Tiger Cubs run about two thousand dollars, so that thing is already done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, about, hey, hey, you want to talk about making turning twelve hundred into thirty thousand? Get to get you a Tiger Cub. That's what you need to do. Make some real money out here. Hey, free Joe Exotica. Two, breed them real quick. Yeah, free free Joe Exotica. <laughs> I'm trying to order me some Tiger Stripe underwear. That's what I'm trying to do. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Wow, that. <laughs> so, uh, there was some non-controversy on t- on Twitter that I'm just gonna talk about because it's funny regardless of regardless of his explanation, the shit was still funny. So <clears throat> they're we're having these uh, IGB battles since there's nothing to do, oh, yeah. and we'll, we'll talk about you know Teddy Riley and uh, Babyface's debacle like that was a clown show, but before that, your boy P Diddy was doing like a danceathon, right? So what he would do is invite people to dance on his uh, his live feed. Uh, he had LeBron James on there, which was pretty hilarious because LeBron was trying to get his kids to get on there, and they was like, "Nah, bro, we're not doing this." He called his kids the N words. The N words. It said they were too cool for school. Cool, whatever. <clears throat> and then at one point, from what I saw in this uh, this video, he had uh, Dre on there. And you know she was she was doing some dance in the back that ass up. She was doing a little twerking, a little shaking that thing. You know what I'm saying? Nothing, nothing it wasn't. Right. Hold on, relax, relax, no, no, relax, 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 relax. She did a dance and turned around. That wasn't twerking. But go ahead. I'm just saying she she was moving her hips a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But so uh, he invited Lizzo to his live feed, <laughs> and she began to twerk, and immediately the live feed became a Christian value based. <laughs> He's like, yo, hey, man, this is Sunday. There's kids here. Yeah, there's kids. I mean, but he was actually being incorrect. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't fat shame anybody. But it's like Drea was just kind of dancing, turning around, you know, moving her hips a little bit. It wasn't I'm trying to make the thing clap. Lizzo immediately puts elbows to knees, wrists to ankles, and was just, you know, ready. And it's like you do have to let them know, like, okay, look, Lizzo, we know about you and the the big tarpon thing you had on that one time with the hole in the back. And we don't need this on this live. Like it's it's children out here. It's a Sunday afternoon, it's Easter, right? But people blew it out of proportion and saying, of course, oh, it's fat shaming because it's one way with her and the other way with the other, but it's not like Dre was not twerking. Like she danced for a quick second. She was fully, she had on all her clothes. She wasn't bent down, ready to drop her eagle on or anything like that. But you know, Twitter is going to make a, a big deal about it like they always do. So 
That was well, my thoughts on it. Even if she was, to be fair, I, I'm pretty sure it's written in the Constitution that you have to twerk and back that ass, back that ass up, play. Like I feel like it's a disservice to the community and the okay, country. But what song was played when Lizzo came? I'm pretty sure it wasn't back that ass up. Was it Brick House or something? I don't know, but the aesthetics of that whole video had me dying because Diddy got real curious. <laughs> She's Mike the Mike Dad, just letting it all hang out. Hey. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Nah, but that's how people they take it. They uh, you know, well, he, oh, he prevented her from twerking. Oh, well. Like, from what I saw, because I didn't, I wasn't, I don't know why, I was just not interested in what Didi was doing on Instagram Live. I'm like, ah, nah, this ain't this ain't what I want to see. But his his explanation for it was that the the song that I don't I don't know who was playing the songs. Like, are the people he's calling playing the songs, or is he? I don't know. So from what I understand, it looks like the person that he's calling is playing the song. Now, Drea, she she picked back that ass up. But she picked the edited version. Mm. And Lizzo, whatever song she picked, she did not pick the edited version. And that's why he stopped it. That's what he said. I didn't really see it. I, I briefly looked at it. But that was his explanation for it. Like, it is what it is. Like, if you just put it out there like, hey, Drea got to dance and uh, Lizzo didn't, Twitter's going to take it and be like, well, it's because Lizzo's out of shape and fat and not as attractive as Drea. That's why he stopped. Like, okay. but Yeah, it, it wasn't because of all that was... You know, well, it could have been the cursing, but like I said, she hopped on that's immediately, that's bent over, yeah, ready to get clapped up. I, t- I tell you, really what, has his kids there. Like, I, come on. I, t- I tell you what, though, but I, I saw the, I saw the Dre video. I t- as soon as Dre started shaking a little bit, all his kids came to the camera. They was all like, "Yeah, let's get this." <laughs> like it's ready. Yeah, they sure were. They were all in the camera. <laughs> they was like, "I'm ready for this." They knew what time it was when Dre started shaking that thing a little bit. I see that thing was moving in the pajama pants. I seen it. It was yeah, small, but it was moving. They knew it. They, they knew it. All of a sudden, it went from just Diddy being in the camera to four of his kids being in the camera. I'm like, nigga, how many kids you got? Goddamn. No, like, the more important piece is what's up with all them niggas and all this gray and, and niggas is ball headed? Like, what the hell was going on? Hey, look, yeah. I have a do rag on for a reason. All right. It's not because no, I have waves. DJ Khaled, like, he's on the Beijing. That, that shit. You look like, <laughs> that's that's like an IT situation, bro. Like, I get it for some people. Like, because we, we we know, like, some people color their hair. They color their beard so they get the gray out. I get that. I get that you're a guy. You can't go see a guy to hook that up. If you can't line yourself up real quick, like, line up your beard, line up and be like, you can't, you're a grown man. You should be at least be able to do that. I know it's kind of hypocritical the way my face looks, but you know I'm I'm doing a thing. But you should be able to like DJ Khaled looks like that too. Actually, it's it's not that hard to line yourself up. It's really not to line up your beard. Like you should be able to do that. I mean, you gotta have the right tools though. Like that that is a big. Bro, they're too rich. You know they got bevel everything over. It don't don't I'm not I'm not talking about like taking it down. I'm just saying just lining it up. It really doesn't take. It takes five seconds literally. Maybe this is, this Did you is see what place. DJ Khaled look like? That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable, bro. That's unacceptable. It shouldn't be like that. Look, nature is healing itself during the coronavirus. We need to let we need to let nature take take back its course. You know, let let our hair grow out a little bit. You know, let our let our tape lines get a little little reckless here. You know, but I mean, it is what it is. And kind of just real quick, staying on Twitter, overreacting. 
Um, I know we saw your boy uh, Lamar Jackson on the Twitter gaining a lot of uh, different followers this weekend after he uh, acknowledged your homeboy 45. So it, it's one of those things where it, this shouldn't be a big deal. But again, in the age of social media and, you know, getting it quick and not right. What happened was, is that Lamar Jackson, he posted a video, I guess, of one of his homeboys getting drafted. And his homeboy was just reacting to him getting drafted. And Lamar Jackson posted something, whatever, Brody at Zaire Alexander. And then, like, randomly, <clears throat> randomly 45 swoops in talking about really nice to see this and what a great pick. Super random. Just like, yeah, it really was. How do those Venn diagrams <laughs> cross? But anywho, what was Lamar he doing? Jackson, I don't know. I'm, I'm very confused. You're doing something right now. <laughs> Why are you on Twitter during a global pandemic? <laughs> How did you come across Lamar Jackson's tweet? Like, that's the tweet that really gets your attention? Like, out of all yeah, the stuff right. that you see? All right. And then Lamar Jackson responded with, Trust Trump. And uh, Twitter went insane. Because, yeah, well, I guess black Twitter went insane because they were like, yeah, brother, this ain't it. I see a lot of Dr. Umar Johnson memes. Um, it's a lot going on. A lot, a lot going on. I see somebody posted a picture of Kanye West with a MAGA hat smiling in the mentions. It's it's just a wild shit, but I mean, I what guess, was he supposed to do? Like, ignore him or? You could. And then when he said big trust, like he ain't even do it with the S's. He did it with Z's. Who knows what the fuck that means? That was different. Okay. But D- D- Donald Trump doesn't even follow Lamar Jackson on Twitter. He only follows 47 people. And you can kind of take a guess at who he follows. It's a lot of his family members. It's like Bill O'Reilly, uh, Mike Pence, uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, Laura Trump, Trump Golf. Ho- like all the Trump hotels, uh, Bill O'Reilly, uh, Diamond and Silk. Which hey, is, he uh, probably had somebody oh, black handling his Twitter. And they was like, Vince, look, this is a great opportunity, my guy. Like Vince McMahon, like that's the first person he followed. Like, how did he come across this Lamar Jackson tweet? How oh, and why, why did he respond to that? It do- it oh, he, <laughs> had had that up. he had to have been happy. That's the only it, it that's it what that's mean, the reason, right. Like, it doesn't make sense. Wait, what, what is, like, how would he even know what's going on? Like, like I, I, had to, I had to go back and look at the Twitter account again to make sure, like, this is the verify because there's sometimes, sometimes he tweets stuff, and I'm like, this is a parody account, and it's I see the blue check, Donald J. Trump, real Donald Trump, 45th president of the United States, 77 <clears> million followers. Like, I'm trying to see if the tweet is still up. Actually, it's, it's still up. I can send it to you. My thing is, is that like. 100 percent 45 would lock his car do- doors if Lamar Jackson walked past oh, his car. Oh, he's calling secret service. He's, call- he's calling he is calling the police immediately. He's getting him out the pain. Like <clears throat> just just with the 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 optics of the type of uh, African American that he is is not the type that I feel like 45 would be acknowledging in person, if that makes sense. This is almost as wild as if you responded to like a a tweet from Kodak Black, like it's just so so far. Yeah, left. it really is. It's like, super random. I don't. I, I'm going to be bothered by this for a long time. Like, 
what had to happen for Donald Trump to come across a Lamar Jackson tweet? Like, if it was uh, what was that guy's name? The Nick Bosa tweet. I could see that. I could. I could explain That's, that. Yeah, that makes sense. I cannot explain this. This does not make sense. Something happened here. Something. He maybe he got unplugged from the Matrix or something, and maybe there's something else going on. But that, I need a. I need an answer for that. Someone needs an answer for that tweet. Why did the answer, you? The answer is Corona madness. <laughs> It's this the corona, the corona, it might as well be the Twilight Zone because there's just all kinds of just wild stuff going on, man. Wild stuff doesn't make any sense, but you know, here we are. Hopefully, we get a, a cure soon or get back to some normalcy. Um, I think we've kind of hit everything. Um, I think y'all got anything else? Yeah, uh, before if you're one of these celebrities over the age of 40. And you've decided to do an Instagram live battle. Find someone that's young and do a dry run. So we don't have these baby face Teddy Riley issues. Like we've had hey, baby face was late as a motherfucker first of all. Like <laughs> I mean, that's gonna happen, but we got echoes going on. We can't people can't accept to get into the live. Do a dry run, do a sound like these these people are professional musicians. You do a rehearsal. Sound checks, you do all these things before you perform. This is the same exact thing. Treat this as if you would treat a performance. Don't just go in, like with RZA. RZA had some issues with his sound at the beginning of his battle, too. So just do just do a dry run so we can so it sounds good so we don't have to go. Like, how many times do we have to go through this? And we don't need a whole, we don't need a sound stage. We don't need background dancers. We don't need a whole full-fledged band with you. Put in the fucking ox cord and press play. That's all we want to hear and talk about it. You don't need to perform the songs. We don't need a routine to go with it. Do yeah. what Babyface did. Just sit in your studio, plug the shit in, press play, let it rock. That's it. We don't need all the sexual stuff. Yeah. Uh, Extra stuff to get slaughtered. Yeah, and I, I would say that so far the best battle quote-unquote quote unquote battle because they stopped being a battle after Manny Fresh got slaughtered was uh, Little John and T-Pain. Like, that one was the most fun, and it seemed like a, a lot of people enjoyed it outside of the, uh, the R. Kelly slip-up track, but I think that was the best one. It was the funnest. And it was the most entertaining. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't like there wasn't uh, any maliciousness to it like the Scott Storch Manny Fresh battle. Like, it was just, you know, hey, we're, we're playing hits. We're having a good time. We're turning up. Y'all are turning up, too. So uh, kudos to that. That just don't me. get because this last one, that's been the most hyped one. People, or, bro, uh, people, they, of, they were hyped about this. Yeah, one. but like, a lot and, of people, you know, they've been talking for, about it a couple weeks. Yeah, they were hyping it, but I think it's one of those things. So people would hype it just to sound like they know a lot about music. Like, oh, yeah, Babyface and Teddy Riley. It's like, dog, these guys are putting out hits before you were born. Not to say that you can't appreciate music. That came out before you were born, but the level of hype for these people versus people that you actually came up with, I, I feel like a lot of it was manufactured, in my opinion. Yeah, like, so I, I don't hear nobody talking about no Teddy Riley and Babyface before this ever. I, I was way more excited for, we're, we're fans now. I was way more excited for the T Pain Lil John battle than this one. Like I, I checked in on it just to kind of see how it went. But when I saw that setup and then I saw how the sound was, I was like, nah, this ain't it. But even still, like, 
I, I mostly grew up on Lil John and T-Pain's music, like Teddy Riley and Babyface. Like that was kind of when I was younger. Like I'm aware of their, you know, influence on music, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not riding around listening to Teddy Riley and Babyface like in 2020. I'm more likely to put on Lil John and T-Pain. So I'm not gonna lie, I'm ignorant to anything Babyface has done. I'm, I, I mean, it is what it is. I might do some research, but it just me personally, I, I don't know, but. <clears throat> Two things I want to talk about before we wrap up is fuck sneaker app for you guys that purchase sneakers and Jordans. That shit is hot garbage. Like you cannot get any Jordan you want. Like it was it was a struggle, but I did pick up the the new sixes that came out. Um, and also, I'm very disgusted at a Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, I spent sixty dollars. I had that shit on my PlayStation for a week, and I deleted it yesterday. I'm never playing that shit again. Wow, you did yeah. that. I, I have it. I have it on my Switch, and I'm just playing it on my Switch because I'm getting. Because it's a remake. Yeah, but I want to see what the, because how how they portrayed the remake to be was what I thought it was. Like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna make the graphics better and rerun the game because that's how they advertised it. When they said remake, this shit is a completely different game to include a completely different storyline. I was like, I was like. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it, it was to the point where I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to continue this game, I need to do some research. Because, like, I'm usually big about not having spoilers. <clears throat> but I'm like, I played the game. I know what happened. So I went on YouTube and checked out the final battle. And I'm like, bro, Ares is still alive in the final battle in this game. Oh, that's when I was like, you know what? I'm out of here, dog. I'm out. <clears throat> I'm out. There's only four characters in the game. Cloud, Barrett, Red 13, Ares, and Tifa. All the rest of them cats, nowhere to be found. Yikes. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what? I got I got caught up in nostalgia. I'm like, oh shit, it's about to be lit, and I'm still playing my fucking Switch Final Fantasy VII. So <sighs> yeah, I was very disgusted. But the positive out of that <clears throat> is that I discovered a Final Fantasy VII original matrix on YouTube. There's some wild shit out there. Like I watched a dude, I didn't watch the whole thing, but he pretty much beat the whole game in two hours. That's yeah. It's it, with all the glitches and bugs in the game, it is definitely possible. I've come to find out. So, yeah, it's interesting. Just Google like Final Fantasy VII, like, and just look up like strategies and stuff like that. Like, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's amazing. So, one of the greatest games of all time, and they fumbled the freaking remake. Wow. Yeah. So apparently, it's supposed to be a sequel to the remake too. So I'm like, y'all are doing too much. But anywho, appreciate y'all listening. Uh, this is South Breeze Seven Hundred Six. Marcus Sniffles, AC3 Savage, this committee podcast. We out. Peace. Oh, shit. I almost pressed the wrong thing.